1: Blog Talk Radio.
2: Here in Cincinnati, Ohio, I hope it's nice wherever you are at it May not be nice for the Atlanta Braves fans right now But hey, we'll get to that in a minute it's still, Y'all still leading the series, all good But anyway, welcome to tonight's edition of the podcast this is your host, the Most Scott Burks I'm the creator of the sports blog called The Clown Times It's clown spelled with K You can find me on the web at www.theclowntimes.net And you can find me on Facebook as well Wherever you, view, Whether you're on your smartphone, laptop, desktop Let's go to the search window in Facebook and type in the Clown Times. Again, that's Clowns, fair bouquet. You can find me there as well. we got a lot to get into tonight. We'll be wrapping up, you know, the NBA Finals. Talk about how that will affect LeBron James' legacy, as if he will be the greatest player of all time or not. Uh, we'll also be talking about the Major League Baseball Playoff League Championship Series, or LCS, as they call it for short, uh, talk about what the Braves is doing with the Dodgers as well as the Rays doing God's work on those cheating ass Astros. And we'll be talking about the NFL games this week, uh, what we liked last week, and the firings, of course, of Coach Dan Quinn of the Atlanta Falcons, which to me came a couple of seasons too late. But nonetheless, I've been breaking that down with my partner in crime. And I know, y'all know him from the yard slash HBCU Sports, arrested about all things, HBCU Sports. That's well Sleazy Radio on Facebook Live every Tuesday night. You can catch us work on heroesports.com as well. Dwayne Nash is back in the saddle with us. D-Nice, how you doing, brother?
0: Man, oh, man. I know you don't want to hear about my <laughs> troubles, so I won't talk about them. But outside of that, I am blessed. You know, like I told you last week, I am now a year older. So I am yes, in living in that and enjoying that man, and um, taking in the fall <laughs> sports as much as I can, you know, and, and amongst all of the busyness that I'm, I'm going through right now. So you know, I'm just trying to get through the rest of October um, unscathed emotionally. How about that?
2: There you go. Hey, you know, what? there's not the wrong with that. <laughs> so, are you a 75 baby or 74?
0: I am 75.
2: Okay, there you go. I'm, I'm almost to make it exactly more interesting.
0: Yeah, you're, you're you're two years older than I am, but to make it more interesting, I was born the exact same day that Saturday Night Live first aired.
2: Get out of town.
0: I'm very serious. I've known this for some time now. So you know when they say this is their 46th season, I'm like, yes, it's your 46th season. But, dude, calm down. You've been around for 45 years. You're not going to go ahead and push that extra one on, on us. Don't do that. <laughs> but, yeah, the exact same day, the exact same day.
2: Right. Well, you could call it, like, a day close to the end. Uh, well, yeah, close to the end. I say.
0: Um, <laughs> do you do anything to celebrate, big? Take the um, day
2: off or drink a- up?
0: <laughs> unfortunately, I couldn't get the day off, even though it was a Sunday, you know, my, my, my 9 to 5, um, around this time of the year, especially during um, election seasons, are extremely busy for us. So I couldn't get right. the day off, unfortunately. But I did. Um, a buddy of mine came in town, and we watched the uh, the NBA finals, or we watched as much as we could, excuse me, as much as we could stomach.
2: Yeah, because and that's an interesting segue because of course the game six was like a laugh. This shit was yeah. over before. So it was a matter of just watching the rest of the, the game. If you were a Lakers I just wanted to watch the liquor coronation take place the last two quarters of that game. Um, yeah, so as expected, the Lakers make work of the Miami Heat, the undermanned Miami Heat, the under-talented Miami Heat, but the tough Miami Heat. I gave them six mm-hmm. games. I give them five. Uh, I think you may have given them five as well, but I gave them six because I like Miami's toughness. Even though we all knew that Miami, just on paper, was in on the court, as we all saw, like, the Lakers were just a better team. They were just better better than Miami. And it is no mm-hmm. shame for Miami to get beat like they did in game six. They just ran out of gas. You can yeah. tell Jimmy Butler was late. Yeah. Um, but they did all they could, man. The Lakers are just better, you know, physically and talent-wise. Um, but let me ask you this, man. With, this is LeBron's fourth ring, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think he might be the first to have to not only have rings to to not only have rings of three different teams, but be the focal point and also have grab league I mean not league, but finals M V P for all three. So he beat Kawhi Leonard out 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 for that, you know, if, if, if Kawhi's team didn't choke against the, the different nuggets and they didn't have a chance at it, but at any rate, so given that LeBron has four rings with three different organizations, as well as MVPs, Finals MVPs with three different organizations, this is this. Talk, it's, it's the talk is, the talk is wrapping up again. But where did this rank him among, in the GOAT discussion? You know, the shortest of the out there. Uh, The the, the LeBron Apologies Led by Nick Wright and Shannon Sharp Two of my favorite guys Is that are out there But where do you think LeBron ranks in the pantheon Of goldness When it comes to the
0: NBA Well I'm going to hold off On my rankings as of right now Right I'm going to start with this Um, What we're seeing with LeBron James it uh, really hasn't been done in our lifetime, right, in terms of what I can remember. How many trips to the NBA Finals consecutively with three different teams is insane, right? Uh, Um, Right. Yeah, he had eight. I think he had eight straight at one point. Yeah, see, eight straight. It it, it did, what, nine out of ten?
2: Yeah, nine out of ten. Yep, correct.
0: That is that is insane, right? Um, yeah. I can't think of anyone in our lifetime that has done that. Um, now, the the the, the one stat that everyone likes to talk about, and as a matter of fact, you just brought it up, was the fact that he was capable of winning uh, finals MVP with three different teams, and, and no one else has done that before. That is more so a reflection of the times than his ability, in my opinion, because, I mean, if if – we weren't in this era of, of free agency where players were capable of controlling their own, um, I, don't, I, I don't like calling it their own destiny, but for lack of a better term, their own situation, right? Um, mm-hmm. Where they're capable of signing situation, signing deals, and in, in some cases, shorter deals, and if they feel as though that, that team isn't a fit for them, they can't go ahead and get out without any penalty. They can just go ahead and play, play with these teams. You, you you see deals now that are two-year deals, three-year deals, just so they can figure out whether or not the organization will be able to win quickly. And if they can't, they can go ahead and bounce potentially to a team that can or stay with that team if they think that that team can figure it out within the next couple of years. And LeBron has been um, a, a main culprit of that situation. You know, if you look at his, his deal when he first went back, to um, well, when he first went to Miami, that wasn't necessarily a long-term deal, even though he made long-term promises. Um, then he went back to back back home to Cleveland. The situation in Cleveland wasn't necessarily a long-term deal there. And then, of course, he was capable right. of moving on and going to the Lakers. And I think that deal with the Lakers was like a a, a three-four year deal. So, you know, it, it, it's it's these players aren't like the players that we grew up with in the '80s. That stuck around with right. franchises their entire career for the most part. So to, to, to see a guy do it in our era, like Jordan, who won six a uh, uh, Finals championship, or, or six, uh, six NBA titles, six Finals MVPs. Right. If Mike was like this era, or if Mike played in this era, he probably would have done the same thing. So uh, i think mm-hmm. it's not to say that that LeBron is necessarily better than anyone else because he pulled that off. It's just a different time. As for my ranking, we've talked about this several times on this show, and he hasn't necessarily moved in terms of my ranking. He's in my second tier of a three-tier hierarchy, right? That first tier consists of Kareem, Magic, Bird, Jordan, in that order. Yes, be mad at me that I have Jordan four in that order, or you Jordan <laughs> fans out there, do what you will. You can go ahead and tweet me at at Dwayne underscore Nash. Do what you will. You won't change my mind. No. Matter of fact,
1: ahead, I have ahead, arguments.
0: Brother. Hey, I'm not scared of nobody. I, I ain't scared of you, mother. Hey, matter of fact, <laughs> I have arguments where I have necessary. I have Kobe, his five rings being tougher than Mike in his six. But that's another conversation for another day. Speaking of Kobe, Kobe is in that second tier of greatness, along with LeBron James, one, uh, Wilt Chamberlain, and Bill Russell. Now, if you look at longevity in terms of greatness, Bill, and in terms of the amount of time they made it to the NBA Finals, Bill, Wilt, even though Wilt only has two titles, Well, made it to the championship several times and and had to face Bill Russell in those NBA finals. So they have that greatness in terms of longevity and playing on great teams. I just don't necessarily have them being better than anyone on my top four level. Um, And I just find it interesting, of course, as soon as LeBron won his fourth title, all of the means came out. One of my favorites is a highlight of where each and every LeBron ring came from or how he received that ring, one being the bubble ring, which I won't hold that against LeBron. I've said it before. i say it again. Them Bammons played over 70 games. That's almost an entire NBA season. Say what you will, that's a season for me to get you. Right then, of course, there's the NBA lockout ring. They like to put that on there. Then the one that he won, that that Ray Allen won for him. I'm doing that in air quotes. That yes, Ray hit the shot <laughs> in Game Six, but they still win Game Seven. Right? You know, it's, as much as you can blame the the uh, uh, Ray for winning that title by hitting that shot at the end of Game Six, they still had Game Seven that they that the Spurs should have won but didn't win. But I digress. And then, of course. You had his first title, which was against Oklahoma City. Well, no, the first one was the Oklahoma City Thunder one. I think that was the the the, the strike-shortened one. And then I forget how they said the fourth one was. But either way, the meme basically is not giving any credit based upon what LeBron has done. And there were some people questioning why LeBron won the, the MVP in the finals this year. I'm like, yo, really? Mm-hmm. This dude average a triple-double.
2: Right. Right. Who does that? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Why so ask why? It's, a, it's a short
0: list of dudes that do that, and the Bronner's on that list. Calm down with the he didn't deserve it and be the uh, the finals MVP, putting out a triple-double, and matter of fact, outperforming statistically <laughs> Anthony Davis, who a lot of people thought should have won the uh, the finals MVP. Right. I agree with that.
2: So, right, right quick, before I delve to my analysis, how are you at mm-hmm. the top
0: five all time
2: time again?
0: Can you give me the top five all time again? <laughs> okay, but I'm going to go ahead and give you my top five. My top five in this order are at number five, Will Chamberlain, number four, Jordan, number three, Larry Bird, number two, Magic, and number one, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But that five mm-hmm. is real tight, f- tightly followed by Bill Russell, Kobe Bryant, and LeBron James. Mm, interesting. Well,
2: as far as where, where this lands, LeBron, the GOAT discussion, you know me. My GOAT yes. has always have been Magic Johnson. Because, you know, I've said this. I've bloviated on this time and time again. And
0: I'll just
2: do it again for the listeners. One more again, if you will. Magic Johnson, as a rookie, he's the only rookie to win both finals MVP. And lead us, you know, and be the focal point of leading this team to a title. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's the only rookie to win finals MVP. And that was damn near four. That was like, four, that's been 40 years in counting. Still the only man to do it. Okay. And I know people would be like, well, yeah, Kareem, I'm doing your ball on the team, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Here's the deal. Sure. But keep in mind that a clinching game six against an excellent Philadelphia 76ers squad with, with uh, Dr. J in this prime, still in this prime. He, DB Magic Johnson, subbed for an injury Kareem in game six, scored 42 points, and grabbed over double-digit rebounds and, and handed out over double-digit assists. Okay. A rookie. A rookie did this. And as far as people want to want, want to just say, yeah, I'll still stay on the Kareem ar- ar- argument. And by the way, I have Kareem rated high on my list, which I'll get to momentarily. The same team with Kareem sans Magic Johnson the year before finished May I think forty-five and thirty-seven off the top of my head, if I remember correctly, ended up bouncing mm-hmm. out in the second round of the West Conference playoffs. That's where that Lakers team was before Magic. Yeah. Okay. Also, they introduced us to Showtime, partly thanks, but like, like uh, partly thanks to um, to uh, Pat Riley as well, but also, by the way, magic was the first truly big point guard. I know people like to say um, Oscar Robinson was the first big guard at six foot five, but Magic Johnson was a six foot nine inch point guard. Let me say that again for the people in the back. Magic Johnson was a, was a six-foot-nine-inch, the size of a power forward, point guard. The first truly big and played it at a very, very high level. And he also could, by the way, play all five positions as as, as established in the 1980 NBA Finals at a high level. He could play all five easily. And... You know, the thing is, is like like um like people don't remember as well, she officially unseated the very good uh Norm Nixon for your old school yeah. fans out there. Norm Nixon, mm-hmm. for those people who do not remember, was a damn good NBA player, a damn yeah. good player. But that's how good. Married, married to, to the, the old Johnson school fine Debbie Allen. Yeah. That's correct. Fine like fine yeah. wine, right? But the thing uh. is, is that he, Magic was so good, and by the way, people, look up Norm Nixon on YouTube, and Please. you'll see my point.
1: Yeah.
2: Magic Johnson was so good, he unseated him and caused him to made him, made him expendable to be traded. Again, that's how good Magic was. Great Magic was in his early years. So, again, and also, one more thing. People like to talk about LeBron's 10, 10 finals trips, and he's not done yet. And I get it. Magic Johnson went to nine NBA finals, winning five. He lost to the great teams in Boston, Larry Bird and the Celtics.
1: Mm-hmm. He Got
2: swept by Moses Malone and um, and Dr. J and the Sixers. They lost to they. They got swept by the um, by the Pistons when they when he was when he was lost to injury, as well as Byron Scott. And I think mm-hmm. James Wordy had, had I think um James Worthy had to carry the bag for the rest of the team that series rather than beat the Pistons the year before. And they lost to the to, to the Bulls in ninety one when Magic, while he was still playing very well, he was out of his prime. So that was his that was his that was his four loss those was four losses and so going along with five in NBA finals victories. So that's to sniff out as well. So, again, to me, Magic is the GOAT. And I'm not even a Lakers fan, as you know. I'm a Knicks fan. I was trained and raised to hate both the Lakers and the Celtics. Understand? So I'm not capable of Lakers as a Lakers fan. I'm just telling you as I see it. So he's my top guy. And mm-hmm. actually, my top two are unique in the sense I have a 1 and a 1A, if that makes any sense. My 1A yeah. is Kareem. Kareem easily. Kareem, again, for you youngsters out there, YouTube. YouTube's your best friend right now. Like, Kareem, seven feet, feet two inches tall, people say, of course, he's he's a big guy. But he also gave us the most unstoppable shot, the skyhook. No matter what you could do as a defender, no matter how well you scheme defensively, it's like one of those shots where you know it's coming, but you can't do a damn thing about it. Because nine times out of ten, if he gets in the, if Kareem gets gets in his spot, it will go in. That's just the that's, – that, that, that's, that's Kareem. And also, he was great defensively as well. And I think he – how many MVPs did he have? I think he had I'm, – I'm not – I'm going to look at it, but I think he had like four or five MVPs.
0: Uh, if memory uh, serves me, I think he has the same amount of league MVPs as Mike. Mhm. I could be wrong about that though. Uh,
2: let's see. He's a six-time NBA champion. Obviously, we all know that. Uh. Mm-hmm. Right now, he's a yeah, six, six time Yes, six times. Six-time Most Valuable Player Award. Seventy-one, seventy-two, seventy-four, seventy-six, seventy-seven, nineteen eighty. Six times. And um, and I know people like to bag on Kareem because you know he wasn't he was seen as surly he stayed to himself a lot he wasn't he wasn't magic okay he was he, mm-hmm. he was like one of those he was one of the reluctant superstars. but and also people hold against the fact that he was very socially conscious it's still is very socially conscious I I praise him yes. for that mm-hmm. and he. And he he possibly cost himself a lot of money because of that, um, alone. But the, but the fact remains is is Kareem, I know we're talking NBA greats, but he his greatness transcends that. I mean, he won on every level. He won in high school. Mm-hmm. He won in college. He only mm-hmm. lost one time in high school, if I remember this correctly. Okay? Yeah, he won was only in one. college. Yeah. He lost only once in high school. He won, he won in college. And one, of course, in the pros. Six NBA titles in the pros. Six, uh, two Finals MVP, and the last one coming in 1985, if you can believe that. And six, of course, there were four missions, Six Most Valuable Player, regular season Most Valuable Player awards. So he's my one A. My number three is Larry Bird. People like I me. Mean, people. People like to bag on Bird. I mean, call him that unathletic. Again, to you youngsters out there, YouTube's your best. It's your, it's your, it's your best friend. Use it. Bird is. He was. A, I mean, I'm not, to call him the baddest white boy who ever played is an insult. He's one of the best mm-hmm. players. Ever. Yeah, one of the best players ever. I mean, the fact that I mean. Labor. I mean, it's, it's 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 rare to have him. First of all, he taught the most shit ever of all time. He he was the biggest one, of the biggest <laughs> shit. People. people don't know that because he did it quietly, he did it subtly. He wasn't as bombast bombastic about it as uh, Gary Payton and whatnot. But dude did. I mean, the fact that he would tell you, according to James Worthy, and um. Dumbek Wilkins, two guys that guarded him.
1: Mm-hmm. He would
2: tell you what shot he was going to take, what he was going to do to go around you, and what move he's going to get. I mean, not, not in that particular order, but basically, is that he told you the move he was going to use on you, what shot he was going to take, and say that you can't do anything about it, and it will call you Holmes in the process. Like <laughs> it's like that's defense, Holmes, <laughs> you call him Holmes, um, but. And he would do it, and there's a there's a clip of him in, in the game. I think in Portland, I think in 1985 season, he won. He shot. He took every shot left handed because he wanted to save his right hand for the next game against the Lakers. Magic, Magic
1: Johnson in and
2: so he took every shot left handed. He scored over 30 points and hit the game winner. Left-handed. The man was bad. He was a badass. Yeah, he was just a. He was a badass. To to say that he, <laughs> he was going to take shoot every shot left-handed against Portland, and mind you, that was a great Portland team at the time. Clyde Drexler and I think Jerome Kirsty played on that squad at at, at, at mm-hmm. the time. I think Terry Porter long later, but that was a damn good squad. Kevin Duckworth was on that squad. Rest in peace. I mean. That was no chop living. It was played at Portland. It was missable yeah. 'cause it was a miss of a road. So the man again, Larry Bird said, told his teammates and his coaches she was gonna shoot left handed so he could save his right hand against the uh, uh for the Lakers. So he shot every jump shot, shot free throws, tanned, and scored for thirty points. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, fucking believable. And let's not forget that three-point contest. I forgot what year it was, where he shot every shot in his warm-ups. And before that, before that, he told, he went up to the, like, to the, uh, to the, uh, I guess, the group of guys who were going to compete against him, which included the great Dale Ellis, and I think Reggie Miller was in that competition as well. He went up to them and I said, and I said, quote, asked him, and asked and, and ask him, quote, um, which one of you guys will be are, are, are coming in second place? Larry Legend. Ladies and gentlemen, Larry freaking legend. So that's my number three. Number four is Michael Jordan. Six V six finals, six NBA titles, six and no, six MVPs, then went to a game seven. That's sad. In my number five, that's tricky because i vacillated between. Um, I thought about Shaq a lot
1: because in mm-hmm.
2: his prime he was double of a force out there. Um, I thought about Tim Duncan,
1: mm. whose
2: bench so sweet that bench that he had was sweet. And I momentarily thought about uh uh Carl uh, Malone. Even though he didn't win a title. He was just money down the block and off the, off the pick and roads with John Stockton. But I gotta I, I guess if you gotta put a gun in my head, I would have to say I had to put um Tim Duncan over LeBron. I mm-hmm. I just would have to. I mean, Tim Duncan in his prime, man, you couldn't do anything to to that bank to, to that 15 uh, foot bank shot. He was money. He's quietly in a small market. That's his knock. That's the knock against him. And even though I thought oh, about wow. long long talk about moving LeBron into the number five spot,
0: because mm-hmm.
2: again, he's the first to win titles with three teams. And win finals M V P with three teams. Even though he won just four, but he's four and six in the finals, but he's been in ten finals. You can't knock that. I mean I thought it sound like no. I'm talking about both sides of my mouth. But I still going back and forth between putting LeBron at five spot. I really do. I really do. So that's just that's 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 my top five. But I will say this right quick. I will say that the finals win in the L.A. has put him in the conversation of the GO conversation. It's just that he's a little bit lower on my goat list, given my given my reverence for the '80s basketball, and taking mm-hmm. everything in its totality. But I just I, I think it's I think you got to put him up there. Now, as far as what Rushmore, you got to knock. He has to knock well out either Magic, Bird. Kareem to go with Jordan, and I don't know if he can knock out Larry Bird. I don't think he can knock out Larry Bird still. Uh, Larry Bird is a bad man. He should he won quote only three final three finals, three M- three uh, NBA titles, but he was a bad boy. I mean, he was yeah. a bad boy. So again, young young youngsters out there, YouTube is your friend. I advise you use it, quick, fast, and in a hurry. So that's just how I stand with that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I'll say this though. I will. I will give these the, the LeBron fans out there this. If LeBron wins one more title. If he wins one more title to go over five titles and eleven finals appearances to space it out to give him. To next year, if he wins the next year, it can't be the year after. If he wins the next year, that would give him 12. Uh, no, my math's not right. It would give him it. It would give him 11 finals appearances in 10 years. Mhm. Five titles in 10 years, but the 11 out of the last 10, I think that would put him on Mount Rushmore for sure. Wow.
0: Wow! Now I I I will say this real quick. Um, one of the reasons why I don't think he'll ever crack my top four is a quote that I I use quite often on Sleazy Sports. WDP, who they play, and if you look at the teams in which he's beaten versus the teams in competition that you know some of the other greats have beaten in order to go to win an, an NBA title, I would say that the bronze is probably the, the, the weakest of the competition. And that's not necessarily a full slight on him. Cause you can only be who you can play. Right. Um, that still has a lot to do with expansion and also the, the way that the, the, that the sport of basketball is being played right now and, and how players make it to the pros and how a lot of these guys are underdeveloped in the, in the game, how it's played completely different and less physical, now, I also like to point out, you know, as much as everyone likes to talk about how soft LeBron is, you got to remember that the players of today are a byproduct of the Jordan rules. And never forget that um, they're they're only soft because it got to a point where no one wanted to see the key player hurt and beat up in games in in, in the early '90s. So that's why it's the butterfly effect. We we are where we are right now with that. So stop your your. Your statement's about LeBron being soft. It is what it is, right? Um, And also, he's playing the way that his high school coach said that he was playing even in high school. As much as he emulated with his build and with his size and with his ability, he more emulated Magic Johnson than Michael Jordan because he was a big body that could pass the ball. And and handle the rock as well, and he's starting to play more like that guy right now, um, and, and becoming more of a facilitator, but at the same time taking over when need be, um, which is, is beautiful to see, uh, for someone like myself and probably someone like you that loves Magic Johnson as much as we do, I still like okay, his marquee win, and I'm not holding it against him, is against the. Golden State Warriors, the seventy-two win Golden State right. Warrior team, right? Right. Great win. Right. Took them seven games to to do it, and that's not a sign on them either. Um, but God, his other wins. Uh, that that, the Thunder that when they were... team who they, had, you know, the Spurs team who eventually beat them the following year, the Oklahoma City Thunder who never, as a team, really evolved into anything. And now this Miami Heat team, who I don't even know will return to the NBA Finals next season. So, I don't think. You know. so. <laughs> yeah, like, eh. he hasn't necessarily beaten great competition to win his titles, but he still is one of the best of his era. I'm not going to take that away from him, not at all. But in terms all right. of all the times, I I, I still can't yeah. do it, and I don't. There's not much he can do. Right now, unless somehow the the 80s uh, Lakers, the 80s Celtics, and the 90s Bulls all come back and play in the NBA for the next three years and the Lakers end up beating them for the next three years, that's the only way he'll get in my top four. But that's not happening either. So, yeah. I I, I
1: see.
2: Um, Yeah. Um it's tough. It's tough. It is Again, tough. this fight, this playoff, I mean, it was in a bubble. None of the things that yeah. happened that's they were doing, not his fault. I mean, everyone went to the bubble, right? So it's different as far as home no home court advantage. It was like an AAU tournament. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh people play every other day in different courts in, in, in Disney World. Well, essentially it was Disney World, but but it wasn't also LeBron's fault that the that the that the the, the Clippers were choking dogs against the, the the Nuggets three for three straight games of three games of one, and they had large double-digit leads in all three games that they ended up losing choking away. And it's also not the LeBron's fault that the Bucks got housed by the Heat in five games. Yeah, and it's also not what fault that. That he handled its business against a more talented Celtics team. Both both Celtics and the Bucs were given the Lakers, in my opinion, a much better finals because of matchups. You know, the Bucs being long, just as long as as the as the Lakers, and you know, the Celtics being not as long per se, but they were much deeper and much more talented and better coached. So you know, I mean, you you just can't knock LeBron for that. But, again, like I said before, it is what it is. You know, he lost six finals. And his competition, I mean, he ruled the East, a weak-ass Eastern Conference. Let's just be real about it. He ruled a weak Eastern Conference. Even though you have better teams, as far as like record-wise, like that one year where the Hawks won over 60 games, and uh, the um, the Raptors winning close to sixty games, not over sixty games. Mm-hmm. They could never get over see the LeBron hump. Yeah. Plus, you know, let's be real. That Atlanta team that won over sixty games, they were soft. They were they were they were tissue paper soft. They got swept by 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 LeBron. So, and LeBron, I think the <laughs> Lakers were the um, the Lakers were the the three seed that year, I think. They might have been they end up sweeping him. So again, it is what it is. Let's just put it that way. I'll, but that's why I say again that um, if, if if LeBron wins the next year that'll be goes to the finals and wins it. That'll be his that would be his eleventh appearance in ten years.
1: Mm-hmm. That'll be
2: five would be eleven I mean I'm sorry, that would be his I got the math wrong. That would be his eleventh in twelve years. Because this last year was his tenth and nine Yes. Years. Yeah tenth and eleven years. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry, I got my mouth all fucked up. But anyway,
0: beat it as a day. that's that's fine. That's fine. Um, but I but whenever yeah, anyone it, says that I, I have to count on that with this, you know, you also have to remember that uh Bill Russell and those Celtics teams have a very similar feat. They they accomplished a very similar feat.
1: No one talks right. about
0: uh Bill Russell being in the top five. Even though they sh- no. he should be, you know. So, I mean, what, what you going to you, you can't praise one for doing it and chastise another for doing the exact same thing.
2: Right. Yeah, exactly.
0: So I don't know. But anyway,
2: if if, if LeBron wins it next year, it'd be tougher. Hey, it'll be a lot tougher because mm. now you gotta have the the. The Warriors in the Western Conference alone. Yeah, the Warriors mm-hmm. were a lot healthier.
1: Yes, who's
2: the with with a full return of Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson. You no, got the, and and the Clippers. Yeah, exactly. And yep, yeah, well, whatever. And then you, you, <laughs> you have the Clippers. <laughs> now I was saying about the Clippers. They're the wild card. Now Ty Lue gets the Clippers job. And if they don't mm-hmm. move uh, um, Paul and George and give him a heart transplant, they'll be tough. Okay, then the Nuggets aren't going anywhere. They still mm-hmm. will have Jamal Murray and the Joker himself, and those snipers, as well as um, what's that kid named with three names? That 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 uh, that that uh, yellow kid. What's his name?
0: Uh, Michael <laughs>
2: somebody. Michael Porter, Michael Michael Porter, Michael Porter, Michael Porter. Michael Porter Jr., right? yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I called him yo. I should have called him Beige. But anyway, that guy. <laughs> They're not going in. And then you have, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm colorstruck. I'm a, I'm an average black dude. I'm colorstruck. I'm um, not going people. Um, who else? <laughs> Houston, I think they may break up the band in Houston. So I'm not too sure about Houston. But I think Utah will still be there. Mm -hmm. Dallas is going to be very good next year. They're going to be Mm -hmm. hell good next year. They're definitely not going anywhere. So that alone, and watch out for Phoenix too. Phoenix had a great bubble.
0: They were undefeated in the bubble. Phoenix had a great bubble. Portland looked good. Um, Who else? Um, God, if 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 some. Well, I mean, I, I like Portland coming well coming into the playoffs, I should say. I like them, but they just didn't look well, unfortunately, against the Lakers. Um, right. And and then if somehow some way, the uh, and I'm not saying that this team is going to compete for a title, not at all. They're not even going to compete for the conference. The thing is, though, how strong would they be within the Western Conference? And that is the New Orleans Pelicans and whether or not they can mature in a year and somehow, some way, Zion Williamson can stay healthy and look like the Zion that we saw at Duke. And we can't forget about the Memphis Grizzlies, another team that was extremely young this year that looked good yeah. um, in the bubble and yeah. in, 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 in early John on Ryan. in the playoffs. Yeah.
2: Love him. Love John Morant. Um Morant. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then... Let's get to the East right quick. You know, Toronto's not going anywhere. I, I think they may resign sign uh, uh, Lowry, who's the leader, and maybe mm-hmm. get that, that, uh, Van Vleet back in the fold. Uh, mm-hmm. They're not going anywhere. Boston's no. definitely not going anywhere. Milwaukee, no. depending on what they do with, with Giannis, is not going anywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. Miami, of course, will still be there. And this mm-hmm. coming to Brooklyn... Healthy, fully healthy, Kyrie and Kevin Durant.
0: Exactly. There. Oh, by
2: the way, the Nets, by the way, let's just say a quick aside. I'm, you're a Jersey guy. I'm a Jersey guy. You saw the new threads? There are new throwbacks?
0: I have
2: not the thing of you. seen them yet. Google it. You would think me that you did. They're basically they pay homage Oof. to the 1985 season, I think, where they had the sweet, light blues. Yes. Google it. You will thank me okay. for, for looking at it. But anyway, that's that's gonna be the the, the, the new throwbacks.
0: Um, speaking of new speaking of yeah. new uh, jerseys, real quick, your thoughts on the Atlanta Hawks MLK unis? I love them. I love them. I love them. I mean, of course love you them.
2: It's black and gold. What are you, Yeah, huh? kind of. Excuse <laughs> me, come hey, mm-hmm. Um <laughs> But um, but you know, look, I love them. I love those jerseys. I, it's, it's, it's typical ATL, so as flair, but I really love the concept and I love the look. Love the look, but 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 we digress. But, but 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 the point is, is that the NBA is going to be stacked next year, in both conferences. And if LeBron were to emerge victorious next season, put, it'll be time to for me to put on Mount Rushmore for sure if he pulls off mm. next year. And what would be his 11th finals appearance in 12 seasons? It'll be time. It will be time. Um, Moving along, speaking of time, baseball. You're a big Braves fan. You, yeah. you hadn't been happy the first two games. Yes, so I was. Last game, well, but even though last game y'all almost gave back a big lead. <laughs> 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 But you pulled it out. Dodger momentum at the end of game two last night carried over Mm -hmm. tonight. They put a 11 spot on y'all, man.
0: In the first inning,
2: 11 runs. Woo!
0: Yes, very reminiscent to what happened against uh, the St. Louis Cardinals in that closeout game in the NLDS last year. Very reminiscent. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so now the Dodgers—it's a, it's a series now. I don't, I don't see the Dodgers giving up 14 runs in the ninth inning. But uh, at any rate, you have to be happy though with your, uh, your Braves—you haven't under the Chiefs yet. You may quit work of the Reds, and you mm-hmm. did the same in the second round against like. Uh, can't remember who y'all beat in the second round. The Marlins. Uh, Marlins. Uh, um, that's right. Those. Wow. That was. That was. It's not a main rivalry, but you. But those. That was heated, which y'all pulled it out. Yeah. But to me, what I like about this series is both your your beloved Braves and the Dodgers are built similarly. Both of y'all can pitch well. It mm-hmm. could really wait. Both of y'all can really hit. So this this to me, even 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 one team scoring a lot of runs tonight, I mean, game two, fifteen runs were scored. It was eight to seven. So seeing these high scoring games it's isn't too surprising to me per se, even though both pitcher staffs are like sellers. I just I just I just I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop, bro. I I know the Braves are doing well. I I know that you guys aren't underachieved yet. And it helps that you play in another team, get another team that historically undercheese when it now is supposed to mm-hmm. from the Dodgers. But that momentum swinging into the Dodgers' favor right now. But I'm just kind of worried for y'all. But it's still, you know, you'll still be up two games and one. And it's the best of seven. So it's far from over, obviously. But they have to have some concern going
0: to game four, if you're a praise fan. Not yet. Not yet, and the reason why I don't is because coming into the playoffs as a whole, even though we came in as the number two seed, you know, uh, a a lot of experts looked um, at uh, Atlanta's pitching staff as being the lesser of the staffs in just about every series that they've been in. Um, Well, maybe except for the uh, the Marlins series, but the the, the Cincinnati series they looked at, at Atlanta as being the lesser of the two staffs, and they most definitely looked at Atlanta being the lesser of the two staffs. Uh, between them and the Dodgers. And they most definitely outpitched the um, Cincinnati. And I'm not saying that their their they're bats are outplaying um, the Dodgers. and Well, in the first two games, they were this game three, so I'm holding them a the monster. But my thing is, hopefully mm-hmm. this team, um, unlike last year, will have a, an opportunity to shake off an 11-run inning and move on to Game Four, and hopefully come back. Because the thing I don't want to happen is this series to go to two, and the Dodgers get momentum and get gain confidence. Because just like you right. said, you know, especially in recent history, the Dodgers have been known to underachieve. Um, in most cases, coming into the playoffs as the number one team and as the heavy favorite every year but it's always something, and in most cases it's pitching. And for them to, not to have Kershaw last night um, was big, even though uh, the Dodgers were still almost came from behind to win that one. So, yeah, if, if they can go ahead and and, and and win game four, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll take this series and advance to the World Series for the first time since 95. But, um, yeah, the thing that I don't want to see is the series go to, too, as a fan. Yeah,
2: I still can't believe, and I'm not rubbing it in because my Yankees are out of it, obviously. And even though and boom, mm-hmm. shaky ground, we'll talk about that another time. But I can't believe after all those, and I know it's, it's going to be again. I'm not rubbing dirt into the wound, So to the wound. <laughs> after all those consecutive division titles in the '80s and mm-hmm. '90s, you guys have only one World Series win to show for it. I still yeah. can't believe that.
0: I can't believe it either. You know, watching that series against the Twins, um, still stings with Kirby Puckett. And, oh, my God, most definitely the, the series against the uh, <laughs> the Toronto Blue Jays. That yes, I remember that. Really. The walk-off. Really stings, especially in the fashion in which they did it. Um, so, yeah, it, it's painful. um have to go through all of that and and be dominant in the East as long as we have been, well, I don't like necessarily saying we, especially if I didn't play, but as as dominant as the Braves have been in the Eastern um, division, especially during the 90s and the early 2000s, um, yet for them to only have one World Series title, it it, it does hurt. It does. But um, hopefully, you know, this team is young enough to – Kind of ignore that a little bit and 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 get over that, and because most of them <laughs> weren't even old enough to really watch it and see it happen. So you know, hopefully they they, they don't hold that 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 bad taste in their mouth um, throughout the rest of the series, especially the bad taste from last year in their mouth, and they're just uh, capable of playing through. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That's true. Um, so. It'll be interesting, but going to the, to the American League, I know I said it in the intro, but look at God. How about the race <laughs> when the birds are sweeping out those cheating-ass Houston Astros? I know Houston got there, but I understand they're underway there to here to the um, American League Championship Series. And quite frankly, I was secretly hoping the Yanks, the Yanks would lose the race because I knew the Rays would be a better matchup against the Astros. The Rays could do it all. Mm-hmm. To, they, could pitch, oh, and they could mash like crazy. And they're doing it to the to the Astros. Now, I know the Astros are thinking of winning right now uh, as we speak. They're up one to, I think. No, they're tied, 2 2. <laughs> Come on, Ray. Come on, Ray. Sweep their cheating asses out now. <laughs> Sweep them out. <laughs> I can't stand the Astros. God damn. I mean, those cheating motherfuckers, man, I'm still mad at them. But anyway, <laughs> so before I get too off track, how about the job to raise the Rays are doing? I mean, again, it's a shame. We talked about this last week. It's a damn shame that the Rays, as well-run as they are, gets little to no love,
1: mm-hmm.
2: little to no love. I mean, as well run as they are, with minimal resources compared to the to the Calum Parsi, to the division rivals, now the Yankees and the Red Sox, they 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 still are, are factors year after year after year. It's incredible. It's, it's so it's so damn incredible. But I'm just again, gotta give it to the Rays. Hopefully they 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 complete God's work and sweep Houston's asses Houston's ass right out the playoffs.
0: <laughs> well, and, and, and this is the interesting part about that entire series. It's not like Tampa has technically been outplaying the Stros statistically because you know the, the 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 ERA Houston's been hitting better. Um, when I'm pitching better, I'm sorry. Uh, batting average. Houston's been hitting better. Houston actually has more earned runs. Well, up until tonight, but you know it's the it's the errors that Houston have. It, it where they have more than Tampa four to none, with Altuve having three of those errors in three games, and that's where the series kind of takes that tilt towards uh, towards Tampa. And hey, errors are part of the game. And if you, can, you know, benefit from someone's mistakes, do it. And that's what they've been doing. Um, and I really feel bad for, for Altuve, but, you know, you, you're you a part of that crew that, 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 well, it's not even a crew. You might as well say it's uh, 90% of baseball fans that, that believe that Altuve is one of those cheaters um with the strows, but uh, yeah, the the pressure that he's probably going through and having to battle right now has to be tough on him. And I don't, I didn't want it to be like this that they lose. You know, if they want to lose, okay, lose and, and lose outright by by having a bunch of uh, errors is has to be heartbreaking for them. But you know, it is what it is, man. You know, if 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 the uh, Tampa Bay wins, like you said, they're doing God's work, right?
2: Mhm.
0: Yeah. Mhm. God bless it. So,
2: <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> three games down, three games to go. They tied how to tie it. So I'm happy. I'm very, very happy. So let's let wrap this podcast up with some NFL talk, shall we? Um, the Jets man again. The acronym. J E T S just then just, just, for just in the damn season. Please. I know I added some words in there, but just in the season. Fire Le'Veon Bell today. Yeah. Um they couldn't find the trading partner for him. Again, this is the free big free agent signing like a year, only a year ago. Mm-hmm. I already fired. Him. I feel bad for Matt for for for, uh, for 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 Donald. I really do. Because that kid, he's talented, but he's in a shitty ass <laughs> maximum franchise. So, yeah. as far as the source of service it was in the services for possibly for Le'Veon, he'll be on the cheap, obviously, since he he got recently fired. He's a free agent. Uh-huh. Um, Jets has to pick have to pick up the rest of his the contract. There are a lot of suitors out there rumored for his for his services, like the Forty ers I heard somewhere the Chiefs. I heard somewhere the Buccaneers. I don't think they're working those two places. Um, Maybe the Buccaneers can fall in line with Brady. Um, Another one uh, off the top of my head.
0: Um, Funny thing is the the Bucs, (laughs) the running back is not their problem. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, then will be adding another talent, yes, but does that necessarily help what their woes are not necessarily but you know who am I I'm not a GM right I guess hmm.
2: mm-hmm. yeah but uh, oh another one is all the Patriots which makes a lot of sense to me
0: and you know. that's what I was thinking this whole time I'm like if he finds his way in Foxborough behind a healthy Cam Newton huh yeah and, and, and if somehow he can return to the Pittsburgh baby on um, Bell, watch out. But the problem is, of course, with running backs, it's very rare, especially nowadays, that you see. Well, yeah, and it's rare that one guy that's that's rare in rare company is Adrian Peterson, even though P A P ain't putting up A P numbers he's still putting up pretty decent number for a man of his age in the amount of time that he's getting. But I digress. Um, but, yeah, if, if, if Le'Veon can come out there and, and be beneficial or more beneficial than what they have, especially with Tony Michelle being on the IR right now, um, mm-hmm. again, i say uh-oh. So. Yeah, uh-oh
2: is right. Or uh, what's his name? That was, Or like a uh, name... Um, Olympic to try to sing the national anthem. Um, not hurler but sprinter. Uh, but oh, anyway, um, uh, Lewis. He said, "Yeah, Carlos, he said, Carl Lewis." He said, "Uh oh, Carl Lewis that's <laughs> the national anthem." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Oh, by the way, also you went for snappers. Can't believe I said went for snappers" out loud. But anyway, Google that. Yeah, you did. You'll you'll be later as well.
0: Um, Carl Lewis national anthem. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I I just I think it
2: worked best in New England as well. The Jets are just a it's a a hot mess again. Mm-hmm. Like why even try at this point? Why if I was a high draft pick, I'd be like there's no way in hell I'm going to show for the Jets. i would I'd rather like miss the season, and go back to school. I don't know. Give them all their money, <laughs> to still, that's just, Um, but let's go into the butter things. Meaningful things at this NFL weekend. First of all, this last one last thing about this past week. How about those Titans, man? Oof. Two days off, I mean, two like a week off because of COVID. They come right back mm-hmm. and beat down a good Buffalo team. They just smashed them. How about Ryan Cannon Hill? Reborn. I was I wallowing at the misery under Adam Gates, formerly Adam Gates in Miami who I still don't know why he still had a job, let alone how I got to the second job. Again, the Jets are a hot-ass mess. But anyway, how about Cannon Hill? And, of course, the stiff arm seen around the world and Derrick Henry shoving one Josh Norman. But the Titans are better than what I thought they were. I knew they'll be good this year. I didn't think they'll be this good
0: this early. Neither did I. Um, I mean, they're benefiting uh, from... The, the management of Bill O'Brien,
1: <laughs>
0: and yes, um, <laughs> yes. And, and and the Colts um, not playing as well as a lot of people expected them to be playing um, at this moment, even though they are still three and two and are in second place in the division. Um, so, but yeah, I didn't think Tennessee would start out four zero. Well, of course, that fourth game would have been against uh, Pittsburgh, though. Um, but for them to still be undefeated at this moment, and the way that they're looking right now, is is fantastic. The thing is, though, we're right. only at the quarter mark, um, right, or one game into the uh, the second quarter of the season. How long can they keep this up, or how will this team look later on in the season and potentially in the playoffs? Because they're right. looking good now, um. But can they keep this play up for the rest of the season? But they they have a team that's built that way. Even though for the last four seasons they were nine and seven, um, and this will this team still be able to compete come playoff time? Um,
2: this I heard Colin Cowherd say that they're similar to the Ravens. They both uh, mm. are. hmm. They both. I mean, it's just that Baltimore's last year in the standpoint that they have Lamar Jackson. Yeah. But they both have mobile mobile QBs. They mm-hmm. both have damn good coaches. And uh, mm-hmm. Cardinals and great The antithesis of this happy ass air it out NFL that you got going on. But um, props to the Titans. Again, I look at them as the old Houston Oilers. I still think they should give the Texans the Oilers name back and just keep the Titans and just move forward with, uh, with their lives. But I just, I really like, I really like this Tennessee team. I didn't know they'd be this good so early, you know what I mean? So, again, the fortune from former Texans coach Bill O'Brien just running their team to the ground with questionable moves, personnel moves. Um, but I think the coach will still be there in the end. But, yeah, this is the Titans look pretty good. And one last thing in one last team that I want to bring lead into this coming week and my what is my game of the week. A four and one Cleveland Browns at the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. Let me say it one more time. the you know, four and one Cleveland Browns. Unbelievable. Who knew? They're talented. We knew they were how talented talented their world offense and defensively on paper. It's just that, you know, it's amazing what a coach can do.
0: A coach who's working <laughs> with you. Yeah, it's just that you know they they beat the teams that on paper they were supposed to beat, right? Um, right. You know when they when they start the season getting molly walked by the uh, the Baltimore Ravens, no one expected this from them, and now they've won four straight. They beat a Cincinnati Big right. team, who I thought that they were better than on paper. They beat a, uh, a Washington Football Team, who once again on paper they were better than. But they still allowed the uh the WFTs to stay in the game. Then they went right. to Dallas to Mollywalk the Cowboys and then, you know, they were able to go ahead and beat the Colts who were at the top of three and one. Um it, in, in in essence that was a pretty uh, good matchup last week. But um yeah, it, I would say the surprising win would be the one over the Colts. Um, but the Colts still have been a team that's been, even though they were 3-1, they've been an iffy team this entire season. They weren't necessarily too impressive, and then they lose it because of Stallworth and um, Darius Leonard due to a groin injury uh, last week. So I'm not going to take that win away from them. No one you really can't take a win away from them. They've already earned it. But it's going to be very interesting to see what they do against the Steelers. Um if they don't beat the Steelers, then that means, in my opinion, that if they're fighting for a wild card spot. If they can somehow right. pull it off against the Steelers, yeah, they lost to the Ravens in week one. Could this team be competing for a, um, a division title at the end of the season? It'll be interesting to see if they can keep up this play for the rest of the year <clears throat> or, whether, or will they implode like they kind of did last year. So it, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens.
1: I'm, I'm not going to hold well, my breath.
0: The, they're, they're looking good, yeah. but it's still week five. Well, week six now, so, right. you know. Yeah, you know, don't hold your breath.
2: <laughs> here's the thing about the Steelers. Well, first of all, the, the, Browns, the Browns, they've exceeded my expectations. I thought the Brownies were going to go Brownies and just find a way <laughs> to fresh it up. But they haven't yeah. so far, and it's coaching staff actually getting a lot of the player out of the players realizing uh-huh. that the Browns are, are better as a run first team, even though Vic Chubb is out indefinitely for a while. Uh-huh. Um, but how about you? Doomed using Odell Beckham Jr. Finally, you saw how he did against the Cowboys, and you know, the Cowboys can't stop me me or me nor you on, on <laughs> defense. But still, he showed out, and he had a decent game last game against the Colts. Um, the Browns. This to be interesting if I could see. If, let me see if I can see the schedule. Hold on one second. I actually okay. had it. Oh, they, they play. They play at the Steelers. You mentioned earlier, but they play. Go to Cincinnati. They should beat Cincinnati. Uh huh. They host the. They host the Texans. They host the Eagles. They go to Jacksonville, and be, and then they have a game against the Titans, at the Titans. If you look between the Steelers game and the Titans game, that is one, two,
0: three, four, five should be wins for the Browns. Oh, you skipped one. You skipped uh, Vegas.
2: Yeah, I'm counting Vegas as a win. Because
0: oh, they're, oh they're Vegas as a
2: win. Mm, okay. Yeah, I'm counting that as a win. Because they're becoming the Cleveland.
0: Ah, if they somehow go uh, nine and two about uh, week fourteen, yeah, (sighs) yeah,
2: yeah. That's what I'm saying. They have an opportunity. They have the Browns have a damn good opportunity to stick to make a stake in the AFC playoff race, if not the division. There's a possibility. And I'm not and I'm gonna get to my Steelers in a second because the Steelers right now, they we haven't played anybody. If we're being real. So even if, even if they did lose against the Steelers, you're looking at again, five wins. Bengals at the Bengals, hosting the Raiders, hosting the Texans, hosting the Eagles, and going to visit of Jacksonville. That's five wins. So this Cleveland Browns team, at nine and two, they're staring at possibly nine and two or ten and one, headed to the uh, to the Tennessee game. That's amazing. The Cleveland freaking Browns, <laughs> possibly looking at nine and two or ten and one.
0: I'm think they'd be probably nine and if, and two. But if you look at the rest of the season, uh, the, the the remaining five games, like you said, they will be at Tennessee, at home against Baltimore. They're going on the road to get the to New York twice to play the Giants and the Jets in consecutive weeks, respectively, and then their final game is against the Steelers. What you're saying is they had the opportunity to go 11 and 5, equally. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh oh yeah. yes. Oh, most definitely. On paper, 11 and 5. Yeah.
2: At the very. <sighs> so. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting. But I mentioned the Steelers earlier. This is gonna be a test for them too. Because again, we haven't played anybody. We beat the Giants, Broncos, Texans, and Eagles. Mm-hmm. Possibly should have lost to the and the Eagles. To be honest with you, we're almost gave away the game against the Broncos. So it's going to be interesting to see if we're if we're a legit or fool's gold. This Browns game will tell us a lot. Now, mind you, they they were allowing fans back into the game to the stadium in Pittsburgh, but it won't be nearly as full. It probably only be a small fraction. So again, there won't be any real home field advantage, which is mm-hmm. interesting about the season. Oh, home field advantage. I thought that's just crazy. But nevertheless, if they do beat the Browns, they're looking at the game at the Titans, the reschedule game against the Titans. Followed by get this murderous roll At Baltimore, they go to Dallas. I know Dallas I know uh, Dirk, I mean, I am call him Dirk. Dak Prescott is out. For the rest mm-hmm. of the season. But the defense again cannot stop me nor you. But they're at Dallas. And they're facing the Bengals again. Well not again. They face the Bengals for the first time at home. And they go to the Jaguars. And they host the Ravens. They host the the, the Washington football team, whatever they call themselves. Mm-hmm. Then the end the end of the season's gonna be real interesting. The last four games, they go to Buffalo.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's hmm That's the night game. They, they go to Cincinnati for Monday night. Mm-hmm. That's going be a win. Come home against the Colts and wrap up at Cleveland. That's going to be an interesting close of the schedule. So, mm-hmm. again, the Browns game this week is going to start a gauntlet. The three-game gauntlet. They host the Browns, and they go to, to Tennessee, and then they go to Baltimore. That's the next three games. So they got to get that Browns W because otherwise those next two games after that, they don't look too uh, welcoming, if you will. So it's going to be very, very, very interesting going forward. But, again, this is going to be easily my game of the week. Lots of implications not only in the AFC playoffs, but well, not only in the AFC North, which has turned out to be a damn good division, but it's, it's been the AFC playoff race as well. Right quick. Um, what do you make of uh, Dan Quinn get fired? Finally, getting fired along with the GM uh, Dimitrov from the Falcons. I think the firings came at least a year too late. They should have fired mm-hmm. last year. And I know that the, <laughs> the Falcons ran. They had like a winning streak to end the season last year. That was proven to be fool's gold. But. To me, they should have fired Quinn after he chose to win the Super Bowl. That's when he should have been fired, in my opinion. Give him a twenty-eight to three lead against the Patriots. But, you know, again, and I thought they should have fired him like last after last season. But here we are; they fired him. <laughs> and Matt Ryan may hey, or may not be the franchise QB according to owner Arthur Blank.
1: So, mm-hmm. if you're the
2: Falcons. Do you tank for t- do you tank for Trevor?
0: Um, as much as everyone likes to throw that around and the whole phrase of tanking around, right, it, it, you know how hard it is to actually tank? You know, you got to look at yeah. um the, the Dolphins attempted to tank last year and it didn't work, but they still got the QB that they wanted um, anyway because, you know, the whole thing was supposed to be tanking for Tua. They tried to tank. Right. They weren't successful and they still got Tua anyway. But, you know, that was more so because of Tua's injury and him falling to them. But that's a whole another conversation for another time. Um, Dan Quinn in his firing. I will say this: um, this is a team that's been dealing with a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the ball, especially. But right. that offense hasn't been the same offense ever since um, Kyle Shanahan left, and they really haven't been able to find an appropriate successor for him um, to, to coach that that side of the ball. And it's really showed. Like they, when when Shanahan left, they couldn't run the rock. And even with the passing game, it still wasn't enough for them to necessarily compete with teams with points to the board on a consistent basis because, of course, the defense was giving up scores. Um, right. I don't know if last year would have been the year to do it because, once again, it was another year where she would dealing with a ton of injuries. Um, but yeah, 0 and 5 this year and Maddie Ice. Once again, not looking right. Again, and he's been on this this interesting decline ever since that Super Bowl loss. So I'm wondering whether or not um, the loss of Shanahan has affected him as well. Maybe the loss of the running game has affected him. Um, but yeah, they, when when they said that he may not be the the, the um the franchise QB anymore um, next season, I wasn't necessarily surprised. Um, because of the way that he's looked over the past two to three years. Um, and, and they have talent at the receiver spot. But, you know, it seems as though all you have to do is just double um, Julio, and the other guys just haven't really been um, trained that well. So, yeah, it's I, 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 I mean, they're basically just hitting the panic button and getting ready to prepare themselves for next season. Um, the the thing is, of course, who will they hire as a GM? Because, of course, that would also dictate who they bring in as a head coach. I know a lot of people like Raheem Morris. I'm a big Raheem Morris guy as well. Um, and if memory serves me. I think he has HBCU ties, too. But he has ties here Mm. in D.C. as well. But, um, yeah, it's it's just that, um, I don't know if Raheem is going to be necessarily the guy that you go ahead and stick with as the head coach, even though I believe he can be. Um, it, it'll just be very interesting to see what direction they go into um with the, head, with the GM first, because that'll dictate everything else. That'll dictate who they bring in as the head coach. The head coach will probably make a decision along with the GM on whether or not Matty, Matty Ice is the guy or if they need to go elsewhere. Um, and, and then they'll make moves from there. Yeah, it's
2: going to be interesting to see. Uh, I just – I would say I feel bad for Matt Ryan, but, yeah, he's one of those guys (laughs) who, you know, if he's on a squad that everything's gone by, he will click otherwise. He can't can't elevate. He's not a guy to elevate. But I think they should start – if they do tank, if they do tank, if they do well, not to take per se, but they do end up crapping away the rest of the season. You mm-hmm. got to take hard. You got to take a hard look at whether holding on to Matt Ryan and Julio Jones would be worth it, because you could probably get some draft picks for those two guys. I think Julio's still in his prime, and I think you'd be wasting away at this point. So I, I think that it may be time to just, you know, maybe consider rebooting. But who could coach that squad though? I mean you, you miss Raheem Morris. I thought I thought he got mm-hmm. a raw deal in Tampa. You know Tampa he wasn't really ready in Tampa. But I still think I still think thinking about a raw deal. Um I, that's just a mess. But New Orleans Saints fans are celebrating and reveling in in the Atlanta misery. I think <laughs> man, that robbery it has to be the most piteous in all of sports. It just cracks me up. It just cracks me up to no end. Um, but yeah, I, I just I just don't have but one last game I want to mention, wanna point out. A sneaky good game. The four one mm-hmm. Chicago Bears at the three and two Carolina Panthers. If anyone told you at this point in the season that both teams be over five hundred and the Bears only lose one game, either someone's high as hell or they're Even the fan bases didn't didn't think this would happen. But here we are. So, how about the job that Teddy Bridgewater is doing
0: in Carolina
2: without Christian McCaffrey? And by the way, I'm being without McCaffrey, not to say that they don't need him. But they're playing mm-hmm. you know, without know, holding the fourth down by the running back by committee. But Bridgewater's been balling. He's been balling, which is great for him. It's a great story. I really like that guy, he's a, he's a very likable guy. Period. He's going through so much as far as injuries. But how about those Panthers? And I still think the Bears are a little bit of food score, but that was a good win they had against the, the Buccaneers this past Thursday. But but anyway, how about those two squads, man, And what could be a very competitive game?
0: Yeah, and I expect it to be a competitive game. Like you said, um, Teddy Bridgewater has been um, uh, uh, thriving over the past three weeks, oddly enough, without um, Christian McCaffrey. Um, the, when playing on the map rule, it's interesting that, you know, that the three wins have been over the Chargers. My God, the Chargers have to be the best one in 5 team in the NFL right now. Um, yeah. That, that sneaky it's, win. It. Oh, they're very much so. And I'm still trying to figure out why that's the case. Um, you know, they, they the, the, the Panthers stole the win over the Cardinals uh, two weeks ago. And then, of course, they, they beat down the aforementioned um, Atlanta Falcons last week. Uh, the, the thing is, though, next couple, the next few weeks they have Chicago, they go on the road to the Saints, and then they got the Falcons. Um, again, the thing is, that could be another two wins for this team. And um, I would not have expected this from the Carolina Panthers, a team that only won what they – did they win only four games just last year? To um,
1: yeah,
0: No, they won five last year. And they're two wins away from, from getting five again and probably can do it within the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting to see how this, this organization has rebounded uh, a year later after getting rid of Ramavera. Rivera. Um, so I, I'm, I, it's, it's interesting because this isn't the Carolina Panther team that I'm used to seeing because, you know, that team – under Ron Rivera, and even before Rivera was there, start on defense, run the ball, and and allow the quarterback to manage. Quarterback you're managing? I don't know if I was into the defense or stout, but I haven't seen them necessarily play. But they've been beating the teams uh, that they – they've been beating teams on their level or slightly lower than them in tight ones. So, yeah, if they can somehow keep it tight with the uh, the Bears, they could probably steal one. But once the Bears are just like them, they are stout on, on defense. They can run the ball with David Montgomery, and they have a QB that can manage. Like you said, it's going to be an interesting one. I have the Steelers – not the Steelers, I'm sorry. I have the um, the Bears winning this one. But it's going to be a very close one. It's going to be a very interesting one. Yeah.
2: It would very well be indeed. But uh we'll see, bro. We'll we'll definitely yeah. see. But uh thanks a thanks a lot, man. Uh hopefully your Braves will recover for game four and
0: we'll go from there. I hope so too. Hopefully at this point All right. next week they'll be in the World Series, yep. man. All right. Oh,
2: one more thing. One more thing. I'm sorry, yeah. damn it. Speaking of quarterbacks. Um
1: Oof.
2: Do you think this is the end of uh I know we talked about last week, but I've gotta bring it up because, you know, I know uh uh Alex Smith played. I don't know if if, if Kyle Allen will be out this week. But given how far Dwayne has to demoted, I still think this is this has to be his last year in Washington. Which is unfortunate because is that- it's only he hasn't even played a play the full season. But if, this no, is a bad score. It it is. And well,
0: that- it's a very, very sad situation. From the beginning, even though there was a lot of, um, you know, there, there were a lot of positive hopes from the fan base and, and from um, some in the front office uh, of the organization, hoping that it would be, become positive, but it just hasn't transpired. You know, there were high hopes for him. There were a lot of people that, even though they didn't think that he was completely developed, thought that he would be the guy to learn under Alex Smith and and, and develop and, and become the franchise QB, um, but it just hasn't panned out. Um, It was just kind of weird, the timing of the stomach bug that he came up with last week, and now they officially announced today that he's still dealing with that, and um, for, for his benefit, they've asked that he stay away from the organization, you know, so they can go ahead and get better. But to your Mm -hmm. your question, it it looks as though uh, Kyle Allen will be the starter this Sunday if he continues to be healthy. The interesting thing, though, will be whether or not um, Alex Smith takes the field again this Sunday or not. He did not look well, but that wasn't because of him. That was because of that um, tissue-thin offensive line that, that was in front of him playing against. Um, a very good Los Angeles Rams defensive line where, you know, of course you get three sacks from um, Aaron Donald, but the one guy that, that they have on that squad that was literally off the practice squad who had never gotten any sacks ever got three sacks in that game against the skin, well, against the Washington football team this past Sunday. Yeah. Um. So wh- whoever is behind that old line, um, uh, hopefully, they can stay upright. And once and, again, and, I understand the, the attempt of the gamble, but it's, it's this is potentially going to be another a week. Even though they're playing against the Giants, who who are coming off a tough tough loss against the Cowboys, this will probably be another week where this team is exposed again, and it'll show that it's not just Haskins' fault that this team has been playing the way that they have. The bad thing is, though, they are just other QBs that were taken in his class and after that, even though they're not on winning teams, they just play well, like Justin, uh, Justin Herbert with the Chargers. My God, what he do uh, three, four touchdowns against the Saints this past Monday? Dwayne hasn't done that yeah. yet. You know, but it's it's still a testament to – he only started one year at, um, at Ohio State. And, you know, there were some that, that saw that as a detriment, but, you know, people like to talk about depotism. You know, when, when your son went to high school with Dwayne and, and liked him in high school and, and told Daddy, hey, Dad, it would be great if Dwayne plays with, with us the epitome of nepotism right there. So, you know, hey. It is what it is. I just hope that um the things that they're saying about him and his attitude aren't true. And I'm hoping that what they're saying that um his his uh his manager is saying aren't true either. Because those are just things that are gonna be a detriment to him and his future. But whatever he does, and wherever he goes, I, I just hope that he's learning from these experiences and hopefully to make him a better football player. But, yeah, I don't know what his future shirt holds um, here in D.C., but he was drafted to a, a coach in Jay Gruden that didn't like him. He's yeah. not Ron's guy. He's not playing the, Ron, the way Ron wants him to play. So, yeah, I, I believe that his time is short here. I don't know when it will end or how it will end. The thing is, I just hope that it doesn't end this season because sooner or later, he'll have another opportunity to play. If you watch Sunday's game, the way that Kyle Allen plays, he has the propensity and the history of getting knocked out of games. And my right. God, the way that um, Alex looked, you're going to need a backup. So, I'm a, dude, you're just one more concussion away from being right back on the field. So, get yourself ready and get yourself prepped, man. You can't be pouting whole, uh, uh, around like they said that you were last Wednesday and last Thursday. So now I, I just hope that w- w- whatever the maturity issues that they say he has, as it pertains to his attitude and his willingness to learn um, the playbook, he's going to have to make a change quick if he's going to want to continue to play in the, yeah. in, um, in the NFL. Quick, fast, and in hurry. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, thanks
2: a lot, man. Hopefully, it'll be better no news next week for you. All right. Take care. Yeah. Be went. you do the same, man. Peace. 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 So happy birthday again, brother. All right. Thanks, man. All right. That's my guy, D-Nash. Please check him out on the yard. slash Sports. We're about all things hTt Sports. That's where Sleazy Radio. It's live every Tuesday night. And it's good work on heroesports.com. Thanks again for tuning to tonight's podcast with Scott Burke signing out. And during this pandemic, keep your ass at home. If not, wear a mask, wash your hands. And as always, oh six.